Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm the other host of the show, and my name is uh, Tenant Michael. Michael, how are you doing? I'm uh, I'm doing well. I'm a little mm-hmm. overheated. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing slightly too many layers because it's getting a little warmer these days in Toronto. Yep, spring has sprung, baby. It's a time when a young uh, Torontonian's thoughts turn to love. I wonder if that is a statistical fact that there's more hanky-panky going on in April and May. Uh, spring flings. I believe there there definitely is. Have you had any spring flings this year, Michael? Well, a podcaster doesn't uh, fling and tell, uh, but no. That's not true. A lot no. of podcasts are about... Sex and that I kind suppose of thing. you're right. Like, there's that popular one. I always see it at the top of the charts uh, called "Guys We Effed." Hmm. That deals with uh, sex. Do you imagine a young Mike Myers growing up in Toronto? You know, struggling through the winter, and then when spring comes, he just gets. He just must have been so uh, horny. You may be right. Um, when I think of Mike Myers, I think of that that uh, kind of muffin top haircut he had in the early 90s when he was on SNL. Right. I think it was dyed red. It had a, a nice red sheen to yeah. it. What was, that's a wild move. So you're like this young guy. You just got this amazing job on Saturday Night Live. Celebrate by yeah. bowl cut. Yeah, I think a center part. Center part and dyed a little bit red. Yeah, dyed, dyed Auburn. And I think he even had the sides... Maybe, I don't know if they were shaved, but quite short, and then just a big mop top, yeah, and, and red. But, yeah. uh, I mean, hey, I, I, hey, I'd probably do that, too, if I got on Saturday Night Live. That Just, would be amazing. Would you actually do that? Huh, interesting. Well, interesting. you know, when you celebrate stuff, you dye your hair. That's true, because yeah. I'm just trying to think, if I got the call from Lorne, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from from Rock 30 Rock, mm-hmm. uh, that I was on SNL, mm-hmm. I think I would... Actually, celebrate by shaving my head yeah. just out of uh, nervousness. That's sort of a, uh, an instinct yeah. I have. But, well, I was thinking. Yeah. Remember when you got approved uh, for that bank loan because you were so uh, broke, yes. and then you 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 dyed your hair like uh, blonde, like Eminem style. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a time you did that. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how humans how we we celebrate uh, milestones in life with our hair. Mm. Uh, anyway, um, so, uh, I suppose we should talk about our, our weeks here. I suppose we owe it to the audience. Yeah, and, um, this episode is a bit late, and, uh, there's an unfortunate reason for that. We're, uh, we're gonna be story. parents! <laughs> Don't even joke about that. No. Um, we're not uh, gonna be We parents. had a bit of an incident, Mike and I, yes. and, uh, Mike was very injured. Yeah. Uh, Physically, he was in bad shape, and uh, it's kind of a long story as to why. Shall I get into it, Mike? Or please take it away. Um, basically, people know I'm an entrepreneur. I make money. That's my thing. I invest. I'm an angel investor. I'm frankly a devil investor in some ways because I do naughty things as well. But um, I'm starting up a new company, and I'm excited to announce it here in the podcast. It's a CBD oil company, and I'm still working on names. Um, but what? T- tell the audience just a couple of the names you're. Uh, uh, I'm just considering. trying to think of something fun. Like I was thinking of calling it Freaky Deaky, 
or uh, sex potion. Uh, I don't like that one. But, uh, yeah. uh, Jizz for your mind. Jizz for your mind, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, JFM. So I'm thinking of these, still thinking of titles, but I thought, you know, CBD is the biggest thing in the world right now. Everybody's doing CBD. I guarantee you, folks, go visit your grandma in the, in the nursing home wearing diapers. She's probably doing CBD right now, okay? So is your kids, so's the neighbors, so's the teachers, so's the police. Everyone's doing CBD. So I thought I got to get in on this. I'm starting my own CBD CBD company here, and um, I, frankly, because you need a friggin' work, yes. I asked Mike to be a tester for me. Be- yes. And I even offered you a bit of money, didn't I? You offered me not just a bit of money. You offered me two thou, yeah, uh, to be your tester. And in a typical year, how long would it take you to make that kind of money? Oh, eighteen months exactly. So. This you needed this, and I helped you out. All right. Yeah. So I go to Mike. Can you try this new batch of CBD I've been brewing? Yeah. And Mike, take it away because it's embarrassing, and I don't even want to say how you acted. So there I was, Mister Little Guinea Pig. You know, getting the CBD oil. And you were so scared to try it. Oh, CBD isn't that bad? Won't that hurt my mind? Well, yes, you were scared of it. Anyway, I took it. Uh, you gave me the dropper full of oil, and I put a little drop on my tongue. And uh, you were like, take more, take more. And mm-hmm. then you you uh, made me drink basically a whole pint of CBD oil. Mm-hmm. And uh, next, so you sh- and, you, and the average person probably drinks this and then veges out, watches cartoons, loses their anxiety, and goes to bed. But not Mike. So that's what you had told me that it was going to you know help relieve my anxiety. Not the case. When I took it, uh, next thing I knew, I uh, woke up. I was on the 10th floor of the Toronto TD Tower, which is one of the uh, oldest skyscrapers in the Toronto Financial District, and I was pounding on a plate glass window and trying to break through the other side, and I was also bottomless, but I had a shirt on, which is weird. Porky Pig in it. Porky Pig in it, yes. Yes, imagine Porky Pig uh, out of his mind on drugs. Yeah. I was also covered in a bit of my own uh, feces, mm-hmm. and I was uh, basically I, I jumped through the plate glass window and mm. you know wiped out on the ground, uh, bleeding everywhere. And uh, I did also wit- uh, experience my own birth uh, and death mm-hmm. while I was on this substance because it wasn't just CBD oil you had fed me, was it, James? Yes, it was CBD oil, Mike. It wasn't just. Look, everyone knows CBD is basically nothing. So, do I? Is the James brand of CBD oil going to be spiced up a bit? Hell yes, because I am my own branding, Mike, and I can't just put a product out there that doesn't have a bit of spice. Well, it wasn't Tabasco sauce that you added to the CBD oil. No, it was ayahuasca. And when people buy the James brand CBD oil, oil. It's going to have ayahuasca in it because for a little bit of kick, okay? little tip for you. Uh, you might want to tell your customers that uh, your CBD oil has ayahuasca in it. little tip for you. You might not want to be right. such a lightweight when you drink a pint of CBD, dude, because you were embarrassing. Like, Yes, you know I when, was. You know when people get drunk and then they're like, oh, was I embarrassing last night? And their friends go, no, 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 you were fine. You were embarrassing, Michael. You... As soon as you drank it, you freaked out. Like you said, you took your pants and underwear off. You called uh, you called everyone in your phone and said a bunch of weird shit to them. You, you sent pictures well, of, your, of yourself, I'm not no resp- pants or underwear, to basically everyone in your contacts list, I'm probably res- family. I'm not responsible for that. <laughs> well, you did it. 
And then next thing I know, guys jumping through a 10-story building screaming, get it off me, get it off me. And, yeah. and Mike's been injured, and that's why we missed a damn episode, too. So you owe them out. You owe right. the people downloading this week after week an apology, too. Well, I do apologize for being late, but uh, I think you owe me an apology. Oh, this still, is fucking rich. Still waiting for. Anyway. Well, anyway. Um, Have you ever picked out shards of glass and feces from your own uh, legs? No, and I don't intend to. Thank you. I have. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see uh, we're gonna keep at this this company, the CBD oil. Not and, off to uh, an auspicious start, but uh, well, yeah. not having yeah. great customers. Yeah. So, uh, where this is gonna be exciting? It's gonna be a new movement, CBD oil. Yeah. So, um, we'd like to thank uh, everyone who supports us on Patreon right now. And uh, if you're not supporting us on Patreon, uh, what the hell is wrong with you? You you stupid idiot! Wow, Mike. <laughs> Hard sell. No, please do support us on Patreon. It really helps us, and we love you. Of course, I'm joking. Um, I don't think you're an idiot if you don't support us. Um, okay. Patreon.com slash Landlord Tenant. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, everybody. And uh, and we really appreciate it. Yeah. So um, maybe we should go to our segment? I can't wait. Uh, and what did you call this week's segment? I, I'm not sure. Um, thanks for asking. It's, uh, so basically, let me give a little background for the segment. Okay. So, of course, uh, do you know what the, uh, what the, uh, these letters stand for? G-O-T. I do. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Very popular, um, television series on HBO, home box office. Mm-hmm. Uh, G-O-T on HBO. <sighs> anyway, it's wrapping up after 11 seasons? No, seven, dude. It's wrapping up. And eight or something. It's wrapping up now. And every and then it's going to be over soon, and uh, people are mad about the most recent episode. So we thought it'd be, it'd be funny and fun to do a segment about Game of Thrones, where we sort of tilt the premise of Game of Thrones on its head and make it more relatable to our listeners. And so this segment is called Game of Thrones, a, and it's a funny look at how Game of Thrones would be different if it were set in Canada. Instead of in uh, Westeros, Mike. Westeros. I was going to say Wisteria Lane, but that is where um, Wisteria Lane is where Desperate Housewives was set. If it's not the Rankin family <laughs> or an old English book, Mike has no friggin' idea. It's fucking Westeros, man. Fucking Westeros, man. It's the most popular, uh, whatever. Popular show. Anyway, uh, so you, that's what. It, what if Game of Thrones was set in Canada? Game of Thrones, a okay. So I'll go first. Um, here's one thing that would be different. So if you like Game of Thrones, you'll know uh, about the King's Guard. Mm-hmm. How would you uh, describe them, James? They're like an they elite. protect the king. Jamie An- Lannister was one, and they're like an elite force, right? Exactly. Well, I think if Game of Thrones were set in Canada instead, um, instead of the King's Guard, we would have the RCMP would fill that role, and they would protect the king. Okay, and they would. Some of them would be on horses, but not all of them are. They do have uh, regular modern vehicles, mm-hmm. common misconception, and they would protect the king. They would, um, you know, police drug offenses, uh, motor infractions, everything regular cops do. Yeah, that would be a, that would have been fun. They they should have done that. Yeah. Um, here's another thing that would have happened if they made Game of Thrones set in Canada. Uh, you know how in Game of Thrones they always say winter is coming. Winter, yeah, winter is coming. 
Yeah. Well, I don't think they'd say that if it was set in Canada. They'd probably say winter has already come. <laughs> After all, this is Canada. Now, who wants a Molson? So, oh, and they'd have a product placement from Molson. Yeah. Uh, the beer. Winter has come. <laughs> who wants a Molson? Where Are the Leafs on? <laughs> oh, do you think that they would, like, because Canada's big. That's not, you know, beat around the bush. Where do you think they would, would be set? set it in Canada? Well, Game beyond the wall would probably be Northwest Territories. Right. Yellowknife, and then King's Landing, T.O. And then um, right. Dorne, the southern sort of uh, Mediterranean territory. Oof, hard to say. Uh, Van- Vancouver Island or, or maybe Vancouver. Nova Scotia. You know, it's not oh, hot I'd... there, but it's kind of exotic. It is exotic. Mm-hmm. It's like being on a different planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very well said. <laughs> um, so another thing that would be different if Game of Thrones were set in Canada... And the, the, in reality, they shoot it in Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. Among other places. And in other places. Um, but you know that uh, famous, iconic Game of Thrones themes, theme song goes... Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. That one? Yeah. Um, instead of that, if it was a Canadian production, the theme song would probably be... Oh, I don't know. Uh, New Orleans is sinking, baby, and I don't want to swim. By the Tragically Hip, Canada's great, band. Great Gord Downey impression. Thank you. Yes, I was rehearsing all morning. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be a neat intro. Remember, like you'd see, so you'd see like all the knights and the you know the walkers, mm. and you hear like. What about this? And I'm improvising here. What about the Air Force theme song? And then it would be you know, like. Jon Snow killing a White Walker. Uh, Here's another uh, thing if Game of Thrones was set in Canada. The beloved character Hodor. (laughs) Well, I don't think that would be his name anymore. No? Probably Hoser. 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 Because he's a Hoser. (laughs) How would he talk? Would he have a classic Hoser accent? I obviously don't know a goddamn thing about the show. Hodor only says... Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. That's all he can say. So how would Hoser? Well, what would Hoser say? say? Hoser, 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 Hoser. Well, thank you. Here's another really interesting thing I thought about if uh, if Game of Thrones has been set in Canada, and I think this segment is going really well. Oh, and I it's do a too. it's a good idea for us because what is hot right now? Game of Thrones. So this yeah. is going to get us a lot of downloads, a lot of interest from people who usually probably wouldn't listen. Yeah, it's smart. So, if Game of Thrones was set in Canada, instead of um, the actor Kit Harrington mm-hmm. playing the character Jon Snow, and now this guy, if you've seen him, he's a you know he's a burly guy. He's got a nice thick beard. He's got curly hair. Good looking. Mm-hmm. You know, women uh, women don't mind it when he's on the screen. No, women love it when he's on the screen. Mm-hmm. But if Game of Thrones was set in Canada with a Canadian cast, well, the character of Jon Snow would be played by. Mark Critch. Okay. Host of 22 Minutes. All right. He's also got beautiful curly hair, so you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't have to lose that aspect of the character. And he kind of sounds like he's British with that Nova Scotia accent. Does he? Well, you know, it's kind of similar. The, or Newfoundland accent, I guess. How uh, can, can yeah, Play him in a scene in Game of Thrones. Oh, boy. Oh, got to get the White Walkers. I don't know. Something like that. Um, should we do one more? Yeah, I think it's going well, as I said earlier. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, I've got a couple duds here. Red Wedding would be the Red and White Wedding. Oh, like the flag. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Jorah wouldn't say, yes, Khaleesi. He'd say, sorry, Khaleesi. And how about uh, Peter Dinklage, the, uh, the actor portraying uh, Tyrion yeah. Lannister? Yes. Well, we get a Canuck to play that role. How about Ty Domi? He's smaller, and instead of shooting an arrow to murder his dad in season three or four, he'd shoot a puck at him and murder him that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> or a punch to the head. Because he was a goon. He was a goon. He was a goon. Um, I, can I do one more? Absolutely. Only if you think it's okay. Please do. So you know how the Game of Thrones show is based on the novels by George R. R. Martin? Yep. Who is an American author. Um, well, if Game of Thrones was a Canadian you know, thing, mm-hmm. instead of George R. R. Martin writing it, it would be written by a Canadian author. I'm thinking, of course, of Yann Martell, the author of Life of Pi. Oh. Imagine if Yann Martell had written Game of Thrones. Wouldn't that be good? Oh, yeah, I didn't know he was Canadian. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, Yann Martell. And that was Game of Thrones, Thrones, eh? Um, Okay. If you like that segment or anything that you've heard today, uh, shoot us an email, ltpodmess at (laughs) gmail.com. And what, just say, I enjoyed that segment? Um, No, 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 how should it work? Uh, If you liked it, just the message, the body of it just says to say, why? For yes, and if you didn't like it, just an N. Okay. No. All right. I'm definitely <laughs> not going to check that, but maybe Mike will because he has nothing else going on. Not strictly true. Okay. Well, uh, why don't we take a break and come back with our exciting guest? And. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the show. Right now, we're going to keep going at full speed, and we're going to bring on this week's guest, James. He is someone who's been on with us before. Isn't that true? Uh, what was with that and? I'm just trying to... Uh, it sounded like you were trying to be Jerry Lee Lewis or something. And, oh, God. Well, here's the thing about Jerry Lee Lewis. Talented musician, one of the godfathers of rock, but uh, wasn't the best at picking first wives, right? Married a thir- his 13-year-old cousin. Disgust- On that note... Disgusting. Let's uh, introduce our guest. Um, very excited to have this gentleman on for the second time. Uh, we're happy to introduce injured man, Miguel Rivas. Let me just uh, adjust here. I'll just... Oh, oh sorry. No. Did I knock you there? Yeah. Not bad. Now, Miguel has an air cast on That's here. Right. That's why he's uncomfortable. Yeah. Gotta, Looks like a big old boot. Got a big fancy boot. They used to be <laughs> they used to be sort of ugly, but now they have this kind of pump thing that makes it a bit more styling, I would oh. say, and even this rotating um, wheel that you can pump different parts of the air cast, hence the name. You know what? It reminds me of those uh, Nike airs that you used to pump yeah. the basketball oh, in your man. shoes. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Sean Kemp was one of the athletes who repped those shoes, and they were they were every kid at my school had to have Kemp's. Now, Mike brought up uh, kids before. I'm pretty sure Sean Kemp was notorious for having like ten kids. He had many, many, many children. Many children. Families. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess when you're, I guess, good looking, you're rich. You traveling all the time. Traveling, you can't help but have kids yeah. all along the way. And you know what? Uh, you know what he used to say to most women that he would mean, check out these shoes. Is that so? Yeah, and then pick up line. Put that into the ads, and then there was a whole thing about how Nike was unpleased that he was, uh, you know, 
glamorizing having a lot of children and we're tying that to the shoes they were trying to sell. So we're, we're talking about having lots of kids, we're talking about mm-hmm. flinging sperm. Um, do you want to tell us why you're wearing this big medical boot? Well, it's because I'm hurt. You're hurt. I and like ha- it. Straight to the point. And you shot Mike down with his dumbass question. It's I like not that. for fashion. Is that what you, was Mike asking? If it was well, I didn't I think it know. was for fashion, but how did you, what, what happened that you're wearing it? Uh, well, not not too big a deal. Um, I actually fell off the skywalk at the CN Tower, and I'm the first person oh, to have done that. My God! And um, there's been some notoriety that comes with that. And yeah, sure. Uh, is it like when, is it like for Sean Kemp? Is everyone? Oh, excuse me, my phone is ringing from New Zealand. Well, you better answer. Oh, it, it says uh, Rotura, Rotorua Bay of Plenty, New Zealand. I'm not answering that. that. Do you know anyone in New Zealand who in could Rotu- in Rotorua <laughs> Bay of? No, but you know we're talking about having kids in weird places. I'm part of me wonders if. Uh, what if it's Neil Finn from Crowded House? Calling oh, is you. he from New Zealand? Yeah, Crowded House are a New Zealand export. Wouldn't what? that be amazing? Oh, I mean, I love... Uh, what's the song? Uh, Don't, Don't Dream It's dream Over. Don't Dream It's Over. Brit from Flight of the Concord saying, uh, How come Jermaine's getting all the gigs? Yeah, what's Jermaine getting the gigs? Well, Mike, I want some gigs. I'm going to leave it up to you if you want to cancel or edit that part out. Uh, oh, sorry I mean, about it, the phone. I thought it added a nice dash uh, of, of reality to the recording. No, I think I can get this back on track. I fell off the CN Tower. Yeah, and do you, and, want, to, uh, do you want to describe what the Skywalk is to some of our non-Toronto oh, listeners? right, of course. So the Skywalk <laughs> is this amazing, amazing experience that uh, Tourism Ontario has put forth where you can just tie yourself to this kind of rope and you go to the big uh, CN Tower. And for most people, for the people who don't know what the CN Tower is, it's a, it's a huge tower. Kind of not the hugest tower in the world anymore, but it was. For no. a long time it was, yeah. like 30 years. And it looks, yeah. um, it looks like, well, we'll skip over the first thing it looks like, but mm. it, it's <laughs> a penis. straight up, it looks like a penis if a penis had a big um, cock ring on it. And yeah. if the tip of it glowed to warn air, like aircraft uh, that... And the shaft yeah. also glowed to yes. celebrate recent local <laughs> municipal successes. Sounds like Rudolph and an sounds like X-rated Rudolph. <laughs> so, anyways, you can hang off this cock ring looking part of the CN Tower by a rope, and uh, it's like a thrill ride. You get quite a you get <laughs> a view of this city that is. Yeah, I don't think there's a there's a com- comparison. No, maybe I mean a I, plane, I've seen, maybe I've a seen plane. pictures of it. So you must be uh, like. Thousand, like a, I don't know, fifteen hundred feet in the air or something. How, how, what is, or how high is the CN Tower? I think it's, it's like very high. It's twelve thousand, maybe. Okay, it's yeah. extremely high. I'm just, if I, I had to it's, guess, it's like it's the size thousands, of a football thousands. field. It's very high. So, so you're way up in the air. You're higher than a a, than buildings. You're like, oh my god, extremely like Mike high was, up there. Mike was when he had his little freakout. I heard on the earlier part of the show, he fell yeah. out of he fell out of ten stories. Ten stories. I heard yeah. that story and I went. Ten stories. Yeah, to you that's nothing. I bet that's nothing. <laughs> Ten stories for me was that's how long it took me to realize I was falling. Oh, so and I was still falling. That how, was just the beginning of my trip. Isn't there? Aren't there safety precautions up there? How did you fall off the CN Tower well, for God's sake? There's a little net. I mean, the ropes are supposed to hold you, right? But when you're when you have like a little bit of, I'm on a television show. It's called um, the, uh, the uh, Cavendish on CBC. <laughs> oh yes, okay. but it's not coming back. Um, oh, so sorry, sorry. It's a fucking Here. nightmare. It's a goddamn nightmare. Okay. But anyways, when so I'm a, I'm in the background of a of a pretty important episode of that of that show. Okay, and, and so people know that, and 
when I came to the CN Tower, they said, you know, here's how it works with the ropes. But, you know, obviously you're a cool guy. We know who you are. Mm. You, it's you true. Whatever you want. And so, yeah. so I said... You're on um, Canadian TV. You're a big so deal. I, so I said, um, I don't want to fall off here. I'll do the rope. But can you take that safety net off the bottom? And, and oh. they, said, they said, oh my God, this guy's so cool. And then they removed, for just one section, because there's other people there too, but for where I was standing, right. they took away the net. And, and yeah. why did you do that? Just to seem cool to the people working at the CN Tower? Well, do, like... <laughs> Modern modern celebrity relies on not like multiple mediums, and so you got to be on Instagram and you got to be on Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. have to sort of everything has to be happening all the time. And there's competition, and I'm not I'm not so young anymore, so I need to look cooler, which is mm. why I wear the the shoes that I wear and the sweaters that I wear. Right. It's it's why I have these piercings. It's mm. it's a thing for me <laughs> to stand out. So you know, I thought the rope was gonna freaking hold me. It's a rope. What, why do I need more than the rope? Take away the net. It's right. just there for show. Or so I thought. Oh, God. Oh, God. And the rope and snapped. So the rope, I sneezed. Oh. I sneezed so hard that the rope snapped. Well, they, they keep... Here's the thing people don't know. At the top of the CN Tower, there's a lot of pepper. They keep pepper around there. For some reason. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because... You don't actually the peppers. You don't smell it all the time. Yeah, it's only as you're rotating over the kitchen part of the restaurant that you get it's a pepper pe- smell. Out. It's oh. probably some asshole waiter being like, "Ah, too much pepper in this place," and and grinding it out the damn window. So, anyways, yeah, that's what happened to me. <laughs> I don't want to ascribe um, intent to the waiter, but I right. did. That is what happened, mm. and. The pepper came. I sneezed really hard. It snapped, and I fell off the CN Tower. Oh no! And That's uh, you know, yada yada yada. But I you tore expect... my Achilles tendon. Now that's a miracle. You tore your Achilles tendon. That's why you're wearing this nice no, it's not medical a boot. Miracle. It's but a nightmare. I would have expected you to get squished to hell oh, falling from part. that height. Yeah, you would think so, but I don't know if you've noticed how windy Toronto has been recently it oh, I has have been i have so i luckily you know as i'm falling i'm like well that's it i'm gonna get squished and yeah and then i had a kind of bit of an uplift sort of like mario with the cape oh, in mario 3 oh yeah yeah uh, p wings is that what they call them when yeah. he flies yeah or did you ever play pilot wings on nintendo 64 yes because remember you'd look for the 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 the, the hot give me air a draft. give me a, a draft. draft and it would make you go up one of those oh. in the toronto downtown sewers i don't know what's going on in the sewers but there's heavy drafts coming out of there hey i yeah. think i might know where the hot air was coming from city hall oh, it's close <laughs> it feels like it's close enough falling from the cn tower yeah. anyways then i landed on uh, someone who unfortunately passed away but luckily yeah. for me my achilles tore and that hurt like hell hey. and uh but but i was otherwise um, unharmed, and and uh, I've been since described as a medical marble. Well, oh, I so mean, so you're a, you're on Canadian TV. Uh-huh. You are a medical marvel. That's right. Your ten out of ten looks. Hot, hey, in yeah, my opinion. That's, again, Dude. that's a lot to do with the styling. Waxing my hair this much, and again, the piercings hurt. But like, you, if you put it all together, so it many happen. piercings. You look yes. like a soccer player. I I I feel like you've just gotten inked. Yeah, your I got arm inked, is all. Uh, for what you can see is recent ink because you have to air it out. Yeah, I don't want to get a scab. Do you want to describe that tattoo just because uh, podcasts are a uh, yeah. audio format? And uh... okay, well, it looks like a sleeve, but it's actually more of a onesie. <laughs> yes, um, that's. But I obviously, I don't want to take off 
Oh, my God. Mm, no, thank you. <laughs> That's for lovers only. Um, so it's a onesie, and the one side is meant to look like um, stretchy sort of, like as you can see, it's sort of like um, when someone wears striped pants. Like red and mm-hmm. white, like a candy cane. Yeah, but like to the skin. You got so it's my. Supposed to look like that in case I ever get caught in the nude somewhere. Someone will say, "Those are some weird um, pants." Just to give me like a couple more minutes to get that's, away. That's won't the smartest your, thing. Won't they see your penis hanging off you though? Not if it's from the back. Oh, someone's right. penis doesn't hang below his butt. Pay cheeks. attention, James. So then, as anyways, as it comes up over the top <laughs> and down my arm here to the part that you can see. Uh, this is my tribute to Seinfeld. <laughs> that the, the whole oh, show in the universe and everything. Right. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Look here. Look if I'll flip my arm over. See. Oh, <laughs> it's Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. New- Newman. I foolishly took an image of Wayne Knight from Jurassic Park. Yeah, because I was gonna still... say it looks like uh, it's uh, when the uh, dinosaur is squirting stuff in his yeah, face. It's got. It's yeah. part of the whole. So, before, I don't know if you heard it, but James and I were talking about Game of Thrones and how, you know, the final episode's coming up. Imagine Love if, Game of Thrones. Oh, it's a, it's a sensation, no matter what you say. It's my Beatles. It's a phenomenon, yeah. Imagine if Game of Thrones took a page out of the Seinfeld book, mm-hmm. and the end of the last episode, all the characters go to jail, and then Green Day's Time of Your Life <laughs> plays, and there's a montage showing... Uh, all of the characters uh, through the years. And then instead of the famous, uh, it's wh- which button on the shirt makes it a good shirt? It's going to be like, what animal pelt is that? Yeah. And but, John Pinnett. funny about that. Yeah. No, no, I, I like it. Uh, imagine if John Pinnett was also part of it. Was he in the last episode? He was the man they laughed at. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, no spoilers. I'm a couple episodes behind, but... Maybe Jon Snow and uh, Daenerys or something are watching. Uh, yeah, they're laughing at some peasant, and they get arrested by the Holy Order or something. <laughs> or maybe uh, Jon Snow sees uh, Daenerys, and he's like, "Pretty sure she wears the same thing every time ah, I see her." <laughs> that was good, McGill. She's oh, the same yeah. clothes that wearer. Was way better than mine. Why is she? Something going on here that she wears the same thing. Yeah. Every There's something time. going on here. She wore the same queen's outfit three days in a row. I'm going to have to spy on her. <laughs> the characters should uh, on Game of Thrones should be more honest about how everyone smells. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which uh, I imagine is very good because we follow mostly rich people in the show who must scent and oil themselves. That's true. I it guess. would have been cool to have a... You don't get the peasant perspective. And I'm just assuming they called them peasants in that show. You know what I mean? It's only yeah, it's only the kings and all that. Well, I guess it is called Game of Thrones, not you know, not Game of Dirt. Yeah, <laughs> Game of Dirt. That would be Game of Mud. <laughs> so, so um, yes, I crushed someone to death. Well, that's awful, but it's it's good that it wasn't their fault or my fault. It's kind of yeah, the way of the world. And it's nice for happen. a celebrity to survive when a a no name, uh, you know, dies. And truly, I don't remember this person's name, even though I'd had to do all the court stuff and everything. Right. So, yeah, truly a no name. But I feel I like to think that someone being crushed by um, a 14th tier Canadian celebrity. <laughs> oh, come on. Would, uh, there's, uh, there's 80 tiers, so that's pretty good. Uh, so anyways, uh, I speak at universities now about what it's like to have a perfect body. Well, that's, that's important. And... Um, 
and you know, I'm just and what it's like to be famous. And right. actually, you know, can I brag for one second? Of course you can. Please brag away. I'll brag because I'm still in pain with my stupid Achilles, mm-hmm. uh, torn Achilles tendon. But this, the uh, Tourism Ontario had to assume legal responsibility. And even though I'm getting rich and famous off this stuff anyways, yeah. um, I demanded you know, that they give me something back. And so I have what you might call a members-only card to every Tourism Ontario site that you might want to find that comes with a lot of special privileges. Wow. Oh, so what have you been checking out? Oh, man. Well, I checked out uh, Casa Loma, but like the real part that you, they, they don't let you go into. Um, <laughs> and Casa Loma, for our non-local uh, listeners, I guess it's like the equivalent of like the... It's like Canada's White House? Yeah. It's like if, um, it's like if someone in your town said... I'm going to build a medieval castle, and then they did, and then everyone for the following six decades um, misremembers how it happened and thinks that it's a real castle. Yeah, just some rich dude 80 years ago built a castle for no reason. He bought, well, he built it for his wife, and then she died before it was finished, oh. and then he went bankrupt, and the, apparently the city, uh, like he was a laughingstock of the city, and they were like, you fucking idiot. And that man's name was Doug Ford Sr. <laughs> oh, would not surprise me. They have, um, they have secret passages in Castle Loma. They do, yeah. Not so secret for me anymore because right. I just swipe my, my fob. Oh, wow. <laughs> but the other thing that's the, the best part is like every Tourism Ontario site has a back room now. And don't get, get your mind out of the gutter. Um, a back room where you can mm. crash. You can't move in there and live there. But if you have a members-only card and your own roll-up uh, bed... This sounds can, like a damn or- orgy thing. What? No. Are you having orgies in Casa Loma? Uh, in this air boot? Yeah, uh, I guess I don't not. Think some people might find that attractive, unfortunately. Yeah, one of them is me. So it's like I just I look <laughs> oh. at my own foot and I'm so... You're always turned me. on. Always Wait, turned on so your I'm... medical boot makes you horny. That's, it that's unexpected. And then every time I get near an orgy, I'm like, sorry guys, I <laughs> Do you just think... came from home where I was alone for too long. <laughs> Man, I wonder if people ever get horny looking at themselves. If you're really in good shape, hmm. like who do you think that like uh, who's a good looking guy? Like uh, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds or The Rock? Mm-hmm. The Those... Rock, holy smokes, that guy's body's out of control. Like The Rock must go every, to the bathroom every every day. I'm sure he like holy I got got to take said. a leak, and then while he's like he like. It was like, I, w- I was just going to take a leak. Next thing I knew, I was uh, masturbating to Climax. <laughs> yeah, I looked at myself in the mirror, <laughs> and I started jacking off. Well, I guess I guess this is a cheat day. Yeah. Oh, you've heard about The Rock's legendary cheat days, uh, yeah. huh? The guy eats like five pizzas. Yeah, or also eat like a hundred pieces of sushi. Yeah. And he jerks off, too? Well, we don't know, but... Well, I think... It's very likely. But, it's very likely. But, you know, that's also private. So he must be high testosterone. If Instagram had less rules, he might talk about that on there, like he does his <laughs> cheat meals. Yeah. Yeah. He he looks like he's in pain. He's in such good shape. Yeah. Like, if you look at his body, you know who it makes me think Strange of that, too? skin. This is, a, this is an odd one. What was the name of the lead actor in The Leftovers? I'm blanking on that dude's name. You know who I'm talking about? He was married to Jennifer Aniston. Brad Pitt. No, uh, no, the HBO show The Leftovers. You know what I'm talking about? Curly red hair. No, guys, not not that actor. Um, oh, he's shit. Uh, he got to look this up here. He, curly red hair. No, he does not have. He has black hair. Danny Bonaducci. Danny. David Caruso. You think that guy perm? would get? I mean, they. Yeah. 
Which one was married to Jennifer Aniston? Hang on, I'm looking this up here. David Caruso? Um, was it? I think it was David Caruso. I think Miguel was right. No, Justin Thoreau. Justin oh, Thoreau. JT. Okay, Maybe now, JT. <laughs> that guy takes off his shirt all the time because mm-hmm. he has crazy abs. You guys have seen Justin Thoreau's abs? Um, yeah. Yeah. They look pain. Like, it looks like it hurts his body. Like, they, he's too, he has too many abs. Do you know whose body frightens me? Um, Go on. Is uh, the Hemsworth who plays Thor. Which one is that? Liam Hemsworth? No, Ryan. Chris, I think. Chris Bobby? How do I not know that? Chris Bobby Hemsworth, his body uh, in in the movie Thor uh, Ragnarok, mm-hmm. he plays Thor, and he has to be shirtless because he's it's in so the contract. Yeah. And in the contract, I bet you it is actually. And and I've read about this. This is actually true. If you're going to be in a shirtless scene and you're like one of these ripped super actors, you don't drink water for like two and a half days before what? so that your skin sticks to your body. <laughs> so and if you look at him in this movie, it, uh, the, uh, the women around me were going, oh, and I was like gagging because his, he's, he's dying like, of thirst. <laughs> poor man is so thirsty. I could tell. Wow, so he's like, that's just, wild. And that's where the term thirst trap comes from. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know that. So can I just ask one more question about The Rock? I know he's not Canadian. Absolutely. And it has nothing I to do. About, I could do a whole podcast about The Rock if you want. You're Me listening too. to The Rock Cast. <laughs> listening. Yeah, that's good. Do you think that he's so strong and so built that when he does see himself in the mirror and get instantly horny, that he injures his own penis from uh, being too rough? That's not a bad point. I guess you have to, you have to <laughs> question, is his extreme strength... In just his hands, or is his penis as strong as his hand? Ooh. Because if his penis and hands are both very strong, no, his penis would be fine. It's but an equal strength, fight. Yeah. But if the strength is mostly concentrated in his arms and hands, then yes, he probably would rip his penis to shreds. <laughs> I believe that he has incredibly strong hands, like your feet, like you fear. Imagine and shaking probably, his hand. Ow, ow, he probably ow. has a super strong penis as well, because you know the rest of his body looks so strong. Why mm. would he have a gap somewhere? But what I'm worried about, because. <laughs> If you're that strong, you also know how to like limit yourself. You're not just bumping into walls like a moron. Mm. But so I'm not worried about the right. strength. What does worry me is if he doesn't wear some sort of touch yourself gloves, mm. then he, you know, he works out a lot with with dumbbells and bars. He's got rough hands. There's no way he oh. wouldn't chafe the goddamn yeah. You wouldn't, you know, cheese grater that thing. Sorry for the imagery. No, not Imagine at all. if he's like in perfect shape. Head to toe, except in in the private area, and he's got a dumpy, schlubby old uh, dink. Mike, I was thinking the same thing. Imagine how disappointing it would be if you say had a one night stand with The Rock, and you're like, "Holy crap, this guy's body's unbelievable!" And then he takes off his pants, and it's like just some little nub, like some little unimpressive penis. Like if he has anything but an incredible penis, it would be such a disappointment. So if you were found yourself in that scenario. Would you just go ahead with it, or would you just instead say, tell me some stories about the old days in the WWF before yeah, it became the WWE? Maybe you pivot. Maybe you pivot and say, well, how about I just look at your upper half? Because, you know, his body aside, the guy can tell a story. But, but he'd probably clue in to what was going on. He's like, I, I get what's happening. You think I have a dumpy penis. Mm. This is and an even amazing if, I'm not even saying bizarre. Even if his penis is just Thank normal. Even Holy if, moly, Mike. Yeah. Did you know Mike can do impressions like that? Uh, yeah, he occasionally I do the rock yeah. from time to time. Oh, oh, and I sounds do, like maybe you've heard yeah. him do it yeah. a few too many yeah, times. Yeah, he, he does it all the time. Dumpy penis. Do you, um, do you think 
The Rock is the all like the greatest action star of all time. Where does he rank <laughs> in the tiers? I think he's right up there. I mean, I like I like Tom Cruise's psychosexual approach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like that I like that Bruce Willis is in, into getting hurt. Mm. He does but his own I stunts do. Bruce still. Will, Bruce right? Willis reads as damaged dad to me. Even mm-hmm. in the even in Die Hard, he's just it's his hairline or something. The guy just reads as like a dad who's been through shit. Did you know that when he did Die Hard, and this is interesting, uh he because he looked pretty beat up, he was only twenty two. And that's, that's, tr- not, that's true. That's, that's true. a true. That's true. It's a fact. He was Holy 22 moly, that's, during the first Die Hard. That I think makes that's me right. sick to my stomach. As yeah, well. he looked pretty banged up. My uh, there was a really golden era there of action movies. We're talking Steven Seagal, John Claude Van Damme. He was, oh my Those god, were Steven the Seagal best. was so ripped. Yeah, he's really strong. Did you see him at the at the martial arts fight in Russia? Yeah, it looked like he took a couple days off on drinking water, if you know what I mean. Yeah, oh yeah. He must be a guy like The Rock who like always gets caught off guard, and the next thing he knows, he can't stop touching himself because he like imagine him waking up in the good. middle of the night to take a dump, and then he's like mm-hmm. catches his reflection in the mirror. Whoops. Next thing you know, he's <laughs> uh, he's got a bit of a he sort of talks like that, doesn't he? Steven yeah. Seagal kind of got a bit of a Nolan's thing going on. Yeah, he's, in- he's got enough scarves that he wouldn't have a chafing. No, don't, not at all. No, I come myself in the mirror and I just can't stop from jerking off. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know who definitely looks in the mirror and and has to just go at it. The one, the only Seth Meyers. I bet. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I hear that there are that. no mirrors uh, in his studio. At Rock, 30 Rockefeller Center. Letterman keeps, kept his studio cold. Yeah. Seth Meyers. No Hot. mirrors so that he doesn't touch his own dink. Yeah, yeah. Because if he... During the pilot episode, apparently, and there was an audience there, which oh. makes it even worse, he, during the monologue, caught um, his own reflection in a mirror and just unzipped and... Dot, dot, dot. What are some other um, landmarks that you have special access to because you fell? You took quite a fall off the CN Tower. Yeah, I fell. <laughs> I fell down and then fell up somehow and then fell down again onto that poor, poor, the poor dead uh, Beaverton fan. And uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm the zoo for one. I'm allowed to right. pet most of the animals. I can go to the uh, Oshawa Generals games for free. Whoa. That's amazing. OHL hockey, that's, junior hockey. That's where you see the next ones. Yeah. I, <laughs> wow, that's cool. Do you, uh, I bet the Oshawa Ontario Arena is a oh, it's fun a, place to hang it's out. It's incredible. Have a night out and probably some fun people, like, when like-minded. When people say, when they come here and they're like, where should I, where should I visit? I say, well, are you a foodie? Because mm. then you got to go to Oshawa <laughs> and go to the hockey arena and get and because you know how everybody makes poutine anywhere you go, but that is poutine. When yeah. I close my eyes and I picture poutine, Oshawa. it's Oshawa. Yeah, if, when when I know when people I know visit Toronto and they say where should I go, I say get out of the city, go to Oshawa, go to Vaughan, uh, go to Burlington, Burlington. Uh, they used to have a Georgetown. Turtle Jacks in Mississauga. Yeah, Turtle Jacks. I feel like that brand has just gone. You know. I'm not familiar. Into its shell. You know, you eat downtown <laughs> at some restaurant. It's a hundred dollars. It's some little leaf and a strip of bacon, and they go, "Oh, it's some fancy food." Hundred bucks. 
And I'm I'm just like, can we just go to a Turtle Jack's or a Jack Astor's, please, where they actually give you a decent meal for a decent friggin' price? When you see a restaurant as Jack in the title, you know it's something good. Hell yeah. Um, interesting fact about the Oshawa uh, Arena. Uh, it only opened about like 10 years ago, and the... Uh, Person, the inaugural concert was uh, Tom Jones, Tom. Welsh superstar Tom Jones. Is that true? Another yeah. man who cannot look at himself. No, can't stop. No doubt. And Bob Dylan played there a few years ago. Wow. Bob Dylan in Oshawa. Imagine how imagine oh, how excited Bob he must have Dylan? been to play Oshawa, Ontario. Yeah, that's actually amazing. I hear that he I changed would, the I lyrics. Guy to go back in time and see Bob Dylan in Oshawa. Yeah, how you doing, Oshawa? Even if it cost me my life. Yeah, I mean, God, that that's like... One-way trip in time. You can't come back kind of thing. I would do it. I hear that he changed the lyrics of uh, the times they are changing to reflect, like, local Oshawa, uh, you know, landmarks, issues, and politics. Is that and right? Yeah. Lay, Lady, Lay? Yeah. Uh, the, the chorus he sang as, <laughs> as Go Generals Go. Wow, cool. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I heard, um, you know that song, The Hurricane? It's like eight minutes? Yes, yes. Well, he made that about Oshawa, too. But which it's is, about the history of Oshawa. Which is insane, really? because it's already about something that's taking place in Toronto. Oh, that's and, actually true. But he's like, let me tell you a story not, about not Oshawa. Real enough. Yeah. Um, you know what else I heard that he changed the lyrics for? You know his song called Like a Rolling Stone? Yeah. He changed the lyrics to uh, Like a GM Plant Worker. Right, right. Because, because at the time the GM plant was thriving. Yes. Now, not so much. Wow. Well, and he, he doesn't go electric when he goes to Oshawa because no Oshawa with that car plant they sure don't like electric cars. So <laughs> he he didn't want to use electricity at all. He's you know you know what's so funny is uh, I'm just looking it up now on on Oshawa dot com. And they have the, the, the set list here and the original song that it was uh, supposed to make fun of so that, or, or replace. And so he did Blowing in the Wind as X-Men was filmed here, which is true. Oh, wow. The, man, the X-Mansion is this big park mansion in Oshawa. Oh, the McLaughlin that, Mansion, where they yeah. also shot some of Billy Madison. That's is that right. true right now? Yeah. It's, you know. Wow. That was Oshawa? Oshawa? Yeah. Hollywood North. Billy Madison was in Oshawa? Yeah. You know what I heard also about Bob Dylan's Oshawa concert? Go on. Uh, usually he just walks out on stage, you know, in his nice suit with his pencil-thin mustache and the band's always dressed to the nines. Well, not the case in Oshawa. He actually drove out on stage in a, uh, in a GM car and honked and he got out, and he was wearing an Oshawa General's jersey, and he said, he went up to the mic, and he said, am I late for the game? Oh, man. And the crowd lost it. Bob Dylan, the, uh, uh, the funniest man in rock and roll, as we all know. I heard, yeah. uh, you know how Bob Dylan's original backing band was the Canadian band called The Band? Yeah, that's well, right. Well, he had to get make it a bit different for Oshawa. The band is a bit too... Um, Bit too refined for Oshawa. So um, Bob Dylan, when he did that show, his backing band was Big Sugar. That is amazing. And yeah. they played both the French and English versions of each song. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> tough for Mr. Dylan. He just mumbles mostly, so he got yeah. away with the French stuff. But people appreciated the Well, effort. you know why he mumbles, eh? He ate uh, some very spicy chicken wings at the old Oshawa beer house oh god and it burned his tongue this is in the 60s and now he mumbles when he sings well he did kept keep on asking on stage in oshawa 
it makes sense now you tell that chicken wing story. Mm. He kept asking, does anyone have a glass of milk? Because mm. you know how when you have you eat something spicy, to neutralize the heat, you have some dairy. You know what's mm. crazy here? I'm just reading. Bob Dylan actually did a tribute to Tom Jones because Tom Jones did the first concert. Oh, yeah. Bob Dylan followed yeah, him. Yeah. But in tribute to that... He pulled Tom Jones's old move. Have you seen Tom Jones's move when he's on no. stage? Uh, for real, he goes. You can see these clips on YouTube, folks. He uh, would go to the front of the stage in the middle of songs, and he would like go down on his knee, and because women would go crazy for him, he would lean down and like literally tongue kiss, make out with upwards of eight to ten women in the front row, and they would all wow. cheer. And, it's, and it looks, it, it would take long. Like each right. kiss would be many seconds long, not a little <laughs> peck or anything, or a hug, like a full makeout session, and. Um, that's how crazy that's how crazy horny he was. He just had to get going. And so Bob Dylan, even in his advanced age, after singing X-Men was filmed here, he leaned down and he kissed all these old ladies. Oh my wow. god. Did you know you know uh, how how Dylan is not his real last name? What? Yeah, his real name is You're Zimmerman. No. But get this. Yeah. When he first was going to change his name because he loved Oshawa so much, he was going to change his name from Bob Zimmerman to Bob McKenzie. <laughs> Bob and Doug McKenzie. But then he, as an homage to what he knew would be coming up on SCTV. But wow. then he changed it to Dylan. I heard from a friend who still lives in Oshawa, because I went to high school there. Uh, so I believe it's it's true. I went to high school in Whitby. After, right, right. So we should be rivals. Um, actually, this fits into the story. At the end of the concert, uh, Bob Dylan was like, when you say we all go and egg some houses in Whitby, Ontario, because he was, uh, you know, he he realized everyone in Oshawa uh, has a rivalry with the people of, of Whitby, and he he thought they would you know make the audience like him more, and then they all went in his car to uh, Whitby and egged some houses. Wow, <laughs> wow! Holy moly! I'm just reading here now that uh, after that he kept driving and he went to Ajax. And Bob went, Dylan did. Bob Dylan did, and it, which wow. is the next town. Mm-hmm. And he went to each member of Sum 41's house. Oh, my God. I'm reading, this is crazy what I'm reading here. Whoa. And he egged all of their houses and um, set whatever vehicles they had in, the, in their driveway on fire. Wow. Because one time on MTV Cribs, and this is true. You can look this up. Um, Wibbly? Derek Wibbly said on, they were on MTV Cribs because they, you know, Sum 41, they were the biggest Huge. since the police. From Ajax. From Ajax. Huge. They, they went on MTV Cribs, this is true, and they said, um, here we are in Oshawa, where they happened to be at the time, the armpit of Canada. Wow, that's <laughs> You harsh, can just man. imagine Bob Dylan watching that and he losing flipped. his mind. He flipped. Yeah. Because, like, how does it work? You guys both spent some of your life in east east of Toronto here. That's right. How yeah. does it work between the cities? There's Pickering, there's Ajax, there's uh, Whitby. Whitby uh, Oshawa, you said it And all. Oshawa. Yeah. Like, how all. do these four cities feel about each other? Whitby, well, Whitby looks down on Oshawa because Oshawa was the blue-collar town, and Whitby was, like, the management from GM town. So oh, a little nicer. Basically. And Whitby um, is was a lot of farmland and then became the fastest growing city in Canada because they kept building lots of rich people houses there and so all the surrounding towns don't don't like it because it's extremely wealthy. Wow. Ajax and Pickering have a bit more of a history. South Ajax is like very old. Okay. Um and and they don't like these new upstart other towns, you know. Wow, you really genuinely town. do know. And Ajax was this. a hub of uh like uh 
factories uh, and munitions plants during uh, World War II. And in, and in the adjacent town, Whitby, <laughs> not to be outdone, that's where Camp X was, where... Um, Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming, who would go on to write... Um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty, uh, and also a little, a little film franchise you might be aware of called 007. Wait, he what made he... that up in Whitby. Yeah. Why was he in Whitby? He was training to be a spy for the British Army. Is that true? That's actually. They so had a training the camp. Guy who wrote Joke James on you, Bond. we're making it up. No, I'm kidding. It's true. The guy who wrote James Bond hung out in Whitby training to be a soldier. Yeah, yeah. at Camp X. What is, when is this? World War II? Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's why if you read... And he the... got so bored that he made up James Bond. <laughs> That's so cool that James Bond so, was thought up in Whitby. There's a plaque in downtown Whitby that says on this ground is where james bond his first gadget well there's that but also so then that's that's one then there's also a plaque in a different part of whitby that says on this spot sir ian fleming invented the idea of octopussy wow and that's true wow that's very interesting see and Pickering is just a nuclear town that has a, nuclear, has a nuclear power nuclear plant. plant. And right at the water, which is where my elementary school was, less than a mile <laughs> and a half from the nuclear plant, the closest um, amount of space that you could beat and still have a school. And once a year, we used to have a drill where the entire elementary school would take placebo pills and get on a bus and drive in the opposite direction of the nuclear power plant. No way. Yes. Friend in Are you me? Serious? So I got a little bit of that boomer upbringing. Can yeah. I just? You said the word placebo, and I can't resist. It wasn't real. A friend in needs, a friend indeed. A friend in Ajax is no friend of mine. Well, I grew up northwest of Toronto, so to me, these eastern stories are like friggin' hearing about Narnia. Like I'm over here going, "Wow, the East Enders." You guys had wild stories, man. Did Dylan ever play in uh, Orangeville, where you grew up? No, he didn't play oh, in Orangeville. But big Orangeville, surprise. Orangeville is the birthplace of WWE wrestler uh, Edge. Oh, so and a Ooh, lot of lacrosse players. Away. What? Edge passed away? No, he didn't. Maybe I'm wrong. We oh, trust Did, me. I would have heard about it. I mean, chances are you're right because most wrestlers tend to die all sure. the time. Wait. I really, they die as young as giraffes, right? It, yeah, it's yeah. part of their contract uh, when they sign on with WWE. They have to die as soon as possible. I don't, li- I don't know why they do that, but I know it's. Yeah. Do you think, Miguel, because you've had this awful experience, you know, at the top of the CN Tower? You no, know, that part was fun. It was right. right. That was, was that the well, bottom was worse? Well, my question is this. When you see the cover of that Drake album, Views from the Six, where he's famously sitting there on the edge of the CN Tower, <sighs> do you think, God, I wish that had been me and I could have had that experience without falling off? I get white-knuckled and uh, a shake in my air boot, and I just worry that Drake didn't really think about the imagery that he's putting out to kids. Right. Oh, mm. you can sit up here. You can come up here, right? And uh, no net or rope of any kind. And I'm living proof that you should have a net and a rope and a parachute and a big pillow at the bottom. But here's what I'm thinking: maybe you know you're throwing stones in glass houses here, or whatever the hell the expression is. Because what about you setting an example, Miguel? You 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 went up in a high place. You didn't have a net, and now look at you. Yeah, but that's true. I'm what's called a medical marvel. I'm something. Mm, I'm I'm of a different class. And ilk 
Hmm. And uh, my my physical makeup, I can't explain it. I didn't do this, but I'm no. special and I'm exceptional. Does Captain America say, oh, I shouldn't punch this guy because I'll blow up his head? No. He says, no, I got to no. save the world. I'm Captain friggin' America. Yeah. Hey, speaking so, of... Uh, that's me. Speaking of Drake, do you think that the Drake... Do you like seeing Drake courtside at Raptors games? Do you think that's fun? Do you think he has a curse? Do you think he... People say there's a Drake curse. Teams lose if he goes. I think that in this uh, in, incredible game-winning shot that recently took place, mm-hmm. um, Drake Drake wasn't there. So what that tells me is that maybe his spirit left his body and was there and sort of helped push the ball Ooh. in the net a la the sixth man or angel in the outfield. Right. That kind of situation. Or the sandlot. Because, you know, we're, guys, we're in Toronto. Drake is always there. It's just a question of what kind of there. I heard that Drake, like, definitely had tickets for that game the other night. And when he arrived, he went to, like, the VIP entrance and security would let him in. And they're like, sorry, Drake. And he was like, he got mad, started swearing, and he, he ripped up his swears. tickets, and he took off that famous hat he's always wearing, and he stomped on it. Well, that's not what I heard. Here's what I heard. <laughs> I heard that Drake, you know in Black Mirror, there's always pe- people putting their consciousnesses in other things? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Drake hired a scientist to make a basketball with a USB drive, and Drake had his consciousness uploaded into a USB key. And Is this had, real? Yes. And he had himself uploaded to a basketball. So then he's not doing anything. He doesn't want to raise suspicion the whole game. End of the game, Kawhi Leonard makes a shot, crazy shot, bounces off the rim. First bounce, everyone's going, that can't go in on that bounce. Am I right, Miguel? You're you're a big basketball guy. I'm a big physics guy, and that that didn't look possible. And then that's when Drake kicked in. And Drake, with his consciousness, moved the friggin' ball in the hoop. And that's Mm. what I'm reading on the internet right now. That's not what I heard. What, what did you heard, hear? I heard a different, a third story, which is that, as we all know, Drake absolutely idolized Saddam Hussein. Okay. okay. And what do we? What's the main thing you remember about Saddam Hussein? He he had clones. Wrote he a, had people who looked exactly like him all over the place. Oh, I was going to so, say he wrote a romance novel. That's the of course that right. That's his artistic side. But I'm talking the functional side. Okay, okay. He had all these people that had to look like him and get plastic surgery to look like him and have the same hair and the is same mustache. Is that mustache. true? This is true. Hmm. Yeah. And and that way, if you try, if you were like, I'm gonna, oh, there's Saddam Hussein, I'm gonna kill this guy, you go, what is it? Yeah. So Drake has all these people who look exactly like him. Wow. Oh. And so the byproduct of that is that people see, when they see Drake now, they go, that's not Drake. That's one of the Drake. Drake guys, or whatever he calls them. Oh, Drake, Drake, Drake doubles. Double Ds. Double Drake D's. doubles. Double Ds. And so um, my thing is that he was probably, you know, he, snuck, he was in there. Don't worry. He wasn't in his, maybe wasn't in his famous throne seat chatting with Leo and Matt, but he was. Wow. How come, so Drake is always there, usually courtside. How come other famous Torontonians are never as, you know, enthusiastic about the Raptors. Like, how can we never see, and I'm bringing him up again the second time on this episode, Mike Myers. Imagine seeing Mike Myers courtside dressed up uh, like Fat Bastard or or one of his other Scottish characters. I'm thinking of, um, well, there's Shrek. There is the father from So I Married an Axe Murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, or didn't he do a Scottish soccer hooligan sketch with Mark McKinney on Saturday night? Live, I, I with think? Dana Carvey, even <laughs> Scottish soccer hooligan, yeah, and also the Scottish, uh, all things Scottish. If it's not Scottish, it's crap character. 
There's just this rainbow of Scottish characters he could have he could be sitting courtside playing. Well, what about Paul Gross? How come Paul Gross isn't sitting baseline? How come the the ACC doesn't reserve, you know, mm. 8 to 10 seats and that could be the Supreme Court? What about the cast of the new Street Legal remake? Why aren't we seeing those actors? Well, that got the... canceled. Did it? Oh, Has it even awful. aired yet? No, it got canceled. They lost immediately. the tapes. What? Why? Because uh, the tapes went lost. They went, they went and got lost. Do you know who was there? This, a celebrity who was there? And God bless him. Did you see that video footage of um, when the, the, the buzzer beater went in? Mm-hmm. They, the camera showed Christopher Plummer losing it, dancing on the court. He, wow. was, he was going insane, oh, kissing yeah, all was, the players. He was doing and the high Dougie. Fi- he yeah, was doing yeah. the Dougie. Yeah. And he, he this isn't even popular anymore. And he spilled well, he champagne don't. on like uh, like a big bucket of champagne over all the wow. players. <laughs> and he did a monologue from uh, King Lear. <laughs> wow, yeah, that was a sight, man. That Kawhi Leonard shot. All the everybody celebs. was there. Everybody. Yeah. Who there. else was there? Um, Red Green. Uh, he was. He ran onto the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he uh, carried. Uh, Kawhi ran he on his duct shoulders. Tape. He put duct tape around the basketball and said, ah, this is better. Yeah. You know what I thought was really rude, though? Was so rude? What? Was in the post-game interview, Nardwar wouldn't let, he wouldn't let Kawhi leave the court until mm. he did the doot 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 do gag. Yeah, and Kawhi, Kawhi doesn't get that. No, he, he doesn't a bit get of a it. different guy. He didn't grow up he in get, Canada. He just won the game. He was distracted. Yeah. And, and Nardwar just really <laughs> leaning on, I need that doot doot. It was really yeah. rude, I doot, thought. Doot 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 Kawhi's like, oh, I gotta go. Nardwar's such a rude guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he needs to smarten up. Yeah. I liked when Joe Flaherty was on the court, and uh, he just had the Raptors in stitches doing uh, his, like, his old SCTV characters, mm. Sammy Maudlin, uh, Guy Caballero. Mm. Who else was on the court? <laughs> well, um, let me think here. Uh, Stephen Page, uh, when... Um, the ball went in, he went, yeah, 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 yeah. He did a little Stephen Page, you know, vocal harmony thing out of <laughs> celebration. Uh, who else was there? Boy. Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, well, a hologram. Yeah, the hologram the Leslie Raptors Nielsen. had a hologram so, Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> they always have what I'm saying. If they're already doing the hologram <laughs> row, why can't they do the living person row? It's disrespectful. I, I agree. like the hologram but row. It is, Gordon Pinson? It is cool. I mean, yeah. He's still alive, as far as yeah, I know. So why does he get to go in the in the hologram, hologram row? row? That seems unfair. No, yeah. Who else? What other famous passed away Canadians are in the hologram row? Leonard Cohen has a hologram at yeah. the Raptors game. It's. I wish, they, I wish they'd keep politics out of it. Tommy Douglas. Is. Tommy William Douglas. Lion Mackenzie King. Yeah, William Lion Mackenzie King it, is a hologram. So crazy. No, that's what he looked like. Because they had this, these, these holograms of these famous dead comedians ready to go as soon as the basket went in. The lights went. Dark, yeah. and then they all these holograms just project on the court. And everyone, celebrating, and everyone crazy. Yeah, Louis Riel, Louis had Riel a hologram, high fiving with Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, do you know who seemed actually pretty cool? Was the I forget his name, but it's the guy who started Smoke's Poutinery. Oh yeah, yeah he had a hologram. A, his face, Ian Smoke. Yeah, Ian Smoke was there. Oh man, he, uh, Gordon Lightfoot, Maurice the Rocket Richard. Yeah. Galen Weston? Yeah, yeah, Galen Weston. And I thought it was funny because it's basketball, right? Yes. Yet they they, they, not, only, they not only had the uh, 
Rocket Richard hologram, but they also showed a, a 30 minute documentary about Rocket Richard yeah. as soon as the game ended and no one was allowed to leave uh, the stadium, which seemed yeah. a little weird to me. It did seem a bit weird. Yeah, and what's crazy is that got so delayed by Nardwar. <laughs> if Nardwar gave up yeah. on this stupid gag, they could have just pressed play. Yeah. Yeah, he was interviewing the holograms, and they're not real. And he's going, doo, 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 and the holograms are just carrying on, obviously. They, they're not they cannot understand it, because they don't understand <laughs> They're photonic anything. beings. They are not human beings. They are photonic beings. Photonic. They're made of light. Mm-hmm. Like the doctor in Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. He was made of light. Oh, is he? Yes, he wasn't a flesh and blood human, but he did become self-aware, uh, and he, did, was, he had the intelligence. Like He was... I don't know Artificial if I. Intelligence. I don't know if I'd be comfortable, you know, uh, going to a photonic doctor. And I know that might well, sound old-fashioned. You the way I feel. Do not sound very woke if you would not go no, to a oh. holographic doctor. What about um, the guy from Marvel movies, um, Hulk? Bettany. Oh, he, he jumped. He jumped out of a computer and became a real guy out of light, didn't he? Oh, did Vision. that happen Vision. in the movies? I don't even remember. Yeah, and then he got a, And then um, after all that, he blew up his head. Man, I watched Endgame, and I don't, I don't even remember that. Wasn't um, I think he dies in the one before that. Uh, is Kelsey Grammer? Game. Is Kelsey Grammer still in the Marvel universe as Beast? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Wasn't he Beast for real? That's he right. Yeah, might have been. Yeah. And, and the Good only casting. thing in his contract was keep your hateful politics to yourself. <laughs> yeah, but he he's a funny right wing guy. Because Kelsey Grammer played Beast in one movie, and I believe. David Hyde Pierce played the uh, thing. Well, he was in Hellboy uh, as an a sort of aqua type man, a fish man. Oh, I think maybe. He, do you think he played the thing? Isn't that a Marvel character? I don't know. I don't know what the thing is. Do is you? the thing yeah, a the thing is the Rock guy from the Rock Fantastic guy. Four? Yeah. That was da- oh okay. David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, was it? And Roz has played. She was Rogue. Roz was Rogue. Yeah, <laughs> and Mark actually works perfectly. Martin Crane originally uh, was Professor X. Before he passed away. Yeah. And did you know that Roz actually <laughs> won an Academy Award for her role as Rogue? And the guy who played <laughs> Bulldog was Batman for a while. <laughs> which is, which is they don't usually do that company crossover. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. It was that one Marvel-produced uh, Batman, Batman yeah. flick. Yeah. Um, so, Miguel... For a long time, we would do the game on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, sorry, we should play the theme music. You do the game like Michael... <laughs> Douglas, yeah. Michael, you guys are going to... Oh, no. We, yeah. we put each other through the sort of Can the you wait till I heal? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, let's play the theme music. It's time for the game, the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. And there it is. Um, so for a long time in this podcast, the game was we're kind of stupid, but we're doing a real one now. Um, okay. I we're not I, fooling around. I want to get into screenwriting, and I think I got the talent to do it. And I think I could write a movie as good as any other movie out there. I b- believe you. Just the, how confidently you said that. Thank you. Well, a tape, alpha. So um, what I've got here are five movies. Some of them are real, and okay. some of them I've made up. So here are five movies. I'm going to give you the title and the year and a little summary, and you guys guess, real or fake. Mm, All right? Sounds easy enough. All right. Here we go. Um, and, these, and the fake ones came from your mind. The fake ones came from my mind, All right. and I might write them as screenplays. 
All right, first movie. Circuitry Man is the title, and it was made in 1990. And the summary is, in a future where most humans have moved underground to escape the pollution, one of the few pleasures left are chips, which can be plugged directly into the brain. Lori, a female bodyguard, steals a case of such chips and flees with Danner, a pleasure android. In pursuit is Plughead, a dangerous criminal, so named because of the many sockets and ports which decorate his scalp. So that circuitry man from 1990, is that real? A real movie? Or Two fake? characters named Danner and Plughead. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say real. I'm going to think that's real. Michael? Well, it is. it does seem like it would be like... Um, an early uh, like tech like nightmare movie in the, in this sort of uh, way that like movies like The Net or Hackers Matthew Lillard is in it yeah but something about those names of Danner and Plughead uh, rang a little false I'm gonna say it's uh, false that was a real movie hey. oh Circuitry Man 1990 uh, it all sounded fake except the title <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Who played Plughead? You know, great question. Ben Kingsley as Plughead. <laughs> ben Kingsley did take some... He, he was in Blood Rain, I think, like a notoriously terrible movie. <laughs> I need some plugs for my fucking head. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, shit, there's a whole Wikipedia entry about Circuitry Man. Um, starred Jim Metzier and Dana Wheeler-Nicholson. I was wondering what... what- Right. He or she was up to. And dude, get this. There was a sequel in 1994 called Plughead Rewired, colon, Circuitry Man 2. Wow, not the title before <laughs> the yeah. colon. Yeah. Plughead. Plughead. Got, All right, here's the second, second movie. Obviously, we know who was the, the real star of the first one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Danner. <laughs> here's the second movie. This one's called We Got a Live One Here. It's from 1984. A night worker at the morgue is shocked to show up to his shift and find several of the corpses partying on a makeshift dance floor. <laughs> After a few crazy nights, he falls for one of the dead and realizes if he wants to get married someday, he needs to decide if he wants to stay among the living or go to the other side. Based upon your relentless focus on orgies earlier in the interview and the similarities with the party was described in this film, I can say fake. Mike? Um, what's the name of the movie again? We got a live one here. <laughs> I'm trying to picture the uh, VHS cover mm-hmm. showing like a guy like shrugging and seeing some like uh, zombies like disco dancing. Um, I'm gonna say it's fake. Also, I don't, I don't believe this is a real movie. It was fake. <laughs> I made it up. But it sounds like a start of an orgy that you would have planned. It would be funny though if that mm. <laughs> if that was a movie where a guys like I really love this corpse and so the story is him killing himself so he can be with this uh, dead person. It would be yeah. That's I mean that's It'd what I was thinking here. Yeah, he has kinda to like the, shoot himself and then he's happy and <laughs> it's kind of like the shape of water with a twist. Absolutely. Oh, because um, don't spoil you know how straightforward it. that movie was. <laughs> yeah, I have I have I've yet to see it, but I want to. Oh. Um, uh, another Toronto classic. So so far it's two one for you, Miguel. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do another one here. Um, this one is called Basket Case from oh. 1982. Reminds me of the um, famous Green Day song. Is it a Green Day biopic? No, 1982. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't be. 
of course. And this summary is, uh, a young man carrying a big basket that contains <laughs> his Siamese twin brother seeks vengeance on the doctors who separated them against their will. I believe this was this is what Twins was based on. Mm. It's real. Wow, confident. Um, reminds me of the famous myth of Elvis. That Elvis was uh, supposed to be one of a pair a pair of twins. Is that true? And uh, the other one sort of grew into him or something. And um, we can look it up. The- this is also my actual story. I was supposed to be a twin. Oh, for real? Really? Let's uh, let's drop everything. You're, you're like Elvis. No, I no oh. Miguelvis. So you were supposed to have a twin? Yeah. Well, actually, my mom this is my my mom was pregnant and she miscarried, and and it was horrible. And then after a miscarriage. Not to get too medical, but you have to go to the doctor again and make sure everything's okay. And they were doing an ultrasound, and they were, and then the nurse had to leave the room, and they had to come back and be like, "Oh, there's actually you had twins, and the other one's still alive." And then wow! That, and then that was me. That was you. I, I was born at almost eleven pounds, Whoa. with like crazy extra growth, and I was so long. Oh wow! What? And uh, then when I fell off the CN Tower, I didn't get hurt. <laughs> wow! So you were just an enormous baby. Yeah, and I have three brothers, as you well, know, and they were all like the same size <laughs> at birth and growing up. And then not me. I was just like some giant longing. Like this is like a superhero origin story. Yeah. Wow. Because you're a big guy. And you got a well, deep, deep voice. Thank you. Thank you. Just like Elvis. I'm listening. And Mike, is that true? People thought Elvis had a twin, and what did he do? It's to true. It? They didn't think. They knew. He and then the twin uh he absorbed the twin, I think. I killed mine, but <laughs> so if you watch if you watch Elvis's original appearance on the Ed Sullivan show after he sings uh, Heartbreak Hotel or whatever mm-hmm. Ed Sullivan says like is there anything you want to tell the crowd watching and he said he says uh, well well sir I absorbed my twin and that was the first thing he ever said to America <laughs> anyway I think that this basket case basket case movie uh, is false it is real Ooh, oh. it really was a movie called Basket Case so Miguel you're winning right now. Um, Three to one. Before that, just because you reminded me, back to Elvis. Did you know that all well, the famous suits and everything? He always had a little tiny one made for his long lost twin. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. In Vegas, backstage, there would be you know his karate outfits. There always little tiny karate outfits as well. Yeah, he never wore them, but yeah, yeah. it was a nice gesture. L- little belt buckles. Adorable. Um, shall I do the next one? Please. This movie was called. Ninja Dad. And it was from 1999. Based on a bad tip, the triads mistakenly kidnap the four kids of an out-of-shape, middle-aged Ohio man named Frank. Determined to get them back, Frank travels to Thailand to train under the watchful eye of the aged master. After several months, Frank returns to America as a fully qualified ninja, determined to take on the triads and get his children back. Oh, we're switching you want to, No, I'll go first again, just to keep it like Consistent. that. Consistent. I'm not going to say much other than, for sure, this is real. Okay, Ninja Dad. Um, this reminds me of that series of uh, Chris Farley movies. Mm. Was it called Beverly Hills Ninja? Yeah, I think there yes. was only one. But Well, to me, it seemed like, uh, you know, mm. a trilogy, just watching that one movie. It had 12 chapters. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's uh, real. Ninja Dad is fake. Oh! And that's my screenplay. So well, you, I, you both know, thought it was real. It sounds like a pretty solid gig for prime Jim Belushi. 
Oh I, hell yeah! Imagine Jim Belushi uh, having to train for a few weeks to do a, to play a ninja in a, a few movie. weeks. That's a tall ask for Jim for Belushi. a day. <laughs> yeah, that, that movie uh, would be shot in a day. <laughs> do you know John Belushi? Belushi has a weed company now. If you Google it, he really, really does. It's like John Belushi. He's the living one, right? No. no. Oh, Jim is Jim. alive. Oh, sorry. Jim, well, yeah, Jim, Jim is Ninja Dad. Well, yeah, it's a perfect. It'd be perfect for him. You can tie it in with his uh, weed. <laughs> Jim is Ninja Dad, and maybe his sons are kind of like the home improvement kids, like that kind of vibe. Oh, and, God. and you know Dan Aykroyd would play, with a lot of problematic makeup, the leader of the triads. Yeah, he, or he the would, aged master who right? trains, and he trains do, Jim Belushi. Do a bit of an accent, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ben Kingsley's famous for this this trash. You get him to do it, no problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. Ninja Gandhi, Dad. Iron Man 3, that's yeah. enough, Ben. Uh, uh, sexy Beast. Sexy Beast. Oh, yeah. yes! 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 <laughs> yes! Yes, I'll do the accent. That was cultural appropriation of a, a yelling man, is what Ben Kingsley did in Sexy Beast. I don't remember him yelling yes in that movie. Am I, I do. crazy? <laughs> oh. Well, obviously, you weren't sexy enough for the Beast. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> uh, you ready for your last? Oh, there's one more. Last movie. Oh, okay. I thought we were well, done. Are we tied? No, no, it's three to one for you. Okay, well, oh, this can count for two. Okay, double, right. double or nothing. Airborne from 1993. A teenager from California who loves to rollerblade has to stay with his aunt and uncle in Cincinnati where he is bullied by the boys on his high school hockey team. To settle the score, he has to do a rollerblade race down a harrowing street route called the Devil's Backbone. Wow. Airborne. I can see that movie starring like a young Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Or, yeah. Or a very, very young Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like before he was ever even an actor. When he was a thing. drug dealer. Even younger. Wow. But he was thinking about, should I do this? Yeah. His first cigarette before he yeah. got into other first stuff. First cigarette Tim Allen. Okay. This is a fake movie. Michael? What's it called? Airborne, 1993. Rollerblading. I say real. It's real. Yes. And get this. Double. In that movie were the actors Seth Green and Jack Black. Oh, from Robot Chicken and the movie Bernie. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Seth Green was the main guy. Well, guys, um, I feel like that about wraps it up. Hey, Michael? Shut down this episode. Oh, he's nice. being a robot. I'm being a robot. I'm going to head up to the uh, Big Nickel if you guys want to come. Sudbury? I can get you guys half price tickets. Oh, I'll go. I'll friggin' go, man. I love that nickel. Yeah. Damn, that's... Okay, well, we're going to wrap this up so we can head off to, to the Suddy, Sudbury. And uh, Miguel, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Friend of... Ah, oh, sorry, his, his leg. His leg. Oh, that looks... Me. But you're a friend of the Landlord-Tenant Universe. Painful. Okay. So know that. Okay, I do. Now I know. Michael, see you next week. James, um, goodbye.